Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divinely Crowned Conversations podcast. I am your girl, Davina, and I am so excited that you guys are tuned in today. I have today with me my divine guest, Mrs. Catherine Easterling, and I'm just so excited to get ready to talk to her um, about her journey um, through her queendom, which is her life, and have just a real honest, open, and transparent conversation about, you know, her the queen she's destined to be. So, hello, my dear. Hello, How are hello. You? Thank you for joining me. Uh-oh, somebody's, is my phone? Okay. So, why don't you start by introducing yourself to the people? Hello, hello. I am Catherine Easterling. Uh, I am the director of Bridgeway Capital Mom of four, entrepreneur, um, fierce advocate of DEI spaces. Yes. Um, I believe in connecting people, um, and I think that's it. Yes, <laughs> that's it for now. For now, for now, for now. <laughs> so, a little backstory. I like to always like tell kind of how I got connected with all my queens. So, actually, I believe we first met because your daughter played basketball for my dad yes yes yeah. so yep. I was like at first I was like I think we met first through my sister I was like no yeah my daughter played basketball yes. so yes your baby girl was on crossover mm -hmm. um which is a traveling basketball team and that's how I first kind of like saw your face yeah and everything like that and then my sister at some event we have so many events <laughs> yes right but some event we ended up meeting and I just loved your just nice sweet spirit oh, so since then every time I see you I'm just like oh I just love her <laughs> so I just was like I gotta get her on the podcast I know you're doing great things um in the community and like I said um before we got on like I was I said that even though we'll talk about business because you know we are business women I want to talk about the journey absolutely that you have been on um you know as you're growing as this powerful queen um that you are so I always like to take it back to the beginning which yeah. is young Catherine so tell me a little bit about what young Catherine was like young Catherine goodness sakes um <laughs> so I grew up in the Lower East Side mm -hmm. Um, um, I have, uh, four, well, three siblings. Okay. Uh, I have a twin sister, mm -hmm. uh, and then two older brothers. So growing up was a fun, fun time. I always say, you know, looking back at my childhood, it was magical. Mm. It was magical. I had, um, my grandparents who we spent a lot of time with, um, was fun. All of my, my cousins, it was just always just a, a, a good time. Mm. I just, looking back at my life, I just, I, I now with my kids want them to have those kind of core memories of the things that I, I was able to do and let them create their own things too. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. When you talk about um, you're growing up with your grandparents and three siblings. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a little, let's get a little deeper into that. So like, what so you have a twin yes are you two the oldest youngest youngest we're the babies so oh! yeah we're all five years apart so michael um when i was born was 10 and then oh, chris wow. was five and then we were the babies yeah wow so what was it like growing up as a twin um <laughs> i hated it in the beginning <laughs> i absolutely hated it we have two completely different personalities wow. uh my sister was the one that got in trouble a lot and i am the rule follower and so mm. by default i would always get in trouble because she was in trouble so 
you know, if she's on punishment, then now I can't go to the party because she's on punishment and we have to go as a collective. Oh. So, <laughs> so that was, I mean, that was fun. I mean, um, but then it was also had like, we, I had my in-house best friend, mm. like we did everything together and we had the same outfits. We did the same hairstyles in high school. We, uh, pranked our, we had, it was twin day for like the, um, for homecoming week. And, we dressed up like, and then we switched, like we went, I went to, to her class and was like, hi, can I talk to my sister real quick? And then we switched oh, and our teachers had no that's idea. So, dope. so, <laughs> that's dope to me. <laughs> so it was like, you know, that now, I mean, like me and my sister, we talk 20 times a day. I love it is it. like, we'll just like our, our husbands, I'm sure are, are tired of us, but <laughs> we'll just like sit on the phone and just be on the phone and just in each other's presence. And it's mainly because we're not around each other mm -hmm. as much, but it's just, you know, we, we do the same things. We cook the same foods. We buy the same clothes. It's, we buy the same wines. It's, oh it's hilarious. God, it's adorable. It is, we'll have the same color glasses on. It's, it's, it's funny. It really is. Like, so those, all the twin cliches you hear, it, it, that's, it's 1000% true. true. That, yeah. see, and I always thought those things were so awesome mm -hmm. with twins because you know, that is definitely a unique thing to be yeah. a twin and be two two girls. And just you're saying you had an in-house best friend. I grew up with my older sister and I know when we were younger, she didn't want me to hang out her at all. <laughs> but you saying, you you know, if you couldn't go somewhere, she couldn't go somewhere. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen to us. <laughs> but that's just it's yeah. beautiful. Um, I think those connections are beautiful. And for you guys to still be able to grow together even now, like that's a beautiful thing. Oh, so thank you. you talk about core values of your grandparents, your parents. Um, what was that? What was that like? Or how, how do you feel? Ciao, my <laughs> so my grandfather was a preacher. Oh, uh, and oh, so yeah. my mom's a PK. So okay. it's like, mm -hmm. so, and she was also the minister of music. Um, okay. So we, when I'm saying like we lived in the church, like I would eat the old communion as a snack <laughs> because like there was there like so it was like I was like I I grew up uh, at my my grandfather's church uh St. Paul Missionary okay. uh, Baptist Church so we um he is uh the one generation from slavery so he is like wow. old school yes. old school so his grandparents were slaves so mm -hmm. it's like you know so um and my grandmother was too my grandmother died when i was younger okay. uh, but i still very much remember for a lot of things that she did but um they were you know my grandfather was very much into family mm -hmm. very much into family and so he always encouraged this just us being around each other so mm -hmm. whether we were at my my grandparents house and my cousins would just randomly come from new jersey or just um we, he had this thing for christmases and for fourth of july that mm -hmm. was like our our family reunion so he had five boys and then had my mom and so you can imagine the the, the first you know first cousins and yes. then all of the connected you know like play cousins and so you know, I grew up with just a lot of just love. My uncles That's were like beautiful. my superheroes to me. They oh. all had their own type of things that they would do for our families. And my aunts were like, my mom didn't have any like biological sisters. Mm -hmm. So my uncle's wives were like my mom's sisters. Wow. And so they were like, and they were, you know, they were our aunts. I never like thought about them any differently. Yeah. So we had... um we just had an amazing childhood. We got uh, in trouble a lot. <laughs> but, PK kids. Yes, I know how that is. We got in trouble a lot. I remember. But he, my grandfather, when I was born, um, because my mom was almost 10 years young. My, my, my youngest uncle mm -hmm. was 10 
when my mom was born. So my my grandfather was almost 50. My grandmother was well in her 40s. And so my mom, they always say my mom was like really spoiled. But then, you know, now we were spoiled too. So I remember like having our Easter baskets and eating eggs in like the Mm -hmm. front row of church. And they're just like, he just let them do whatever. But, you know, my grandfather, he was a, uh, he was an old soul, but Mm -hmm. he was very, very progressive. I just remember him just saying, certain things that I'm like now I think about it as an adult and Mm. I'm just like wow like I remember one time I was getting in trouble and he was very much into like grabbing a switch and whooping but then he was like Marva you gotta talk to these kids Mm. and I remember thinking like he's thinking about talking (laughs) (laughs) and not yeah but it just you know what I mean and he was like close to 90 at that time like so it was just you know things like that my grandfather was um he's my hero but he was um he was very very much in the family and I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of what has always stayed with me Mm -hmm. is just being uh very much in the family and and kind of creating those kind of environments for my family too so yeah that is beautiful and you know you can literally tell like just as you're talking and when I see you out you always have your family in some way with you and you can tell like just the love is truly there so to have that foundation especially I'm just sitting here thinking like especially within the church Mm -hmm. you know we there's all these things as we grow up, you know, that we we deal with and we we reflect back on for and for you to say like my foundation in the church and and having a, a grandfather who was a pastor and who was progressive and who who realized there was a need for different ways of going about doing yeah. doing life or raising children like I think that is a huge thing because I, I, like I said, I see, like, we see all this church hurt from our generation and things like that. But for you to be able to say, like, listen, I came from, you know, a church setting and, you know, I grew up in love. Like, that's a beautiful thing. And I'm not sure if, like, there was, there was things that you dealt with, but to have that as a foundation is, is really beautiful. Yeah. So, um, so I have comments here. The social experiment said, Hey, and then shout out to the granddad, mm-hmm. shout out to the granddad. So in talking about, you know, this foundation, cause I, I really want to continue to kind of talk about that. Now, how has that helped you even more as not just a mother, but in your daily life? Because you're a powerhouse out here. You've been you've been doing some things. So what was, you know, high school, college, Catherine? Like, have you always wanted to be in this field that you're in? Or is that something that just you that you grew into? Ironically, I've always wanted to be in this field. Mm. I remember when I was younger, my mom was like. Kathy, you need to be a lawyer. And Mm. I'm like, I don't, I I love to talk. I love to argue. Mm -hmm. I don't like to read. And and so, but I loved math. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, growing up my, my experience, um, and now I'm realizing like my experience, experience, experience was so much different. Um, but for me, I just thought it was just regular. Mm -hmm. Like my mom, when I was growing up, we were, you know, four or five. She's like struggling to get two kids in daycare. Mm. And my sister was like chronically ill. She mm-hmm. had like pneumonia like three or four times. Oh, wow. Like if she would have had pneumonia one more time, they were like, she could die because of the scarring of, mm-hmm. of her lungs. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard for my mom to be able to, <clears throat> to be able to work mm-hmm. and have a, a really sickly, you know, child. And so 
she started her own business. And wow. so for me seeing her process, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to do that because yeah. it was, you know, it's such a struggle. It's such a risk. And mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm very risk adverse. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and so, but my mom is a dreamer. And so I would see her go through these processes of what she wanted to do and be very successful at things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she wasn't successful, mm -hmm. but I also saw the biggest thing was her struggle to be able to access funds mm. for her business. Mm. And I always wondered why, yeah. like, why can't you get a loan for your business? Yeah. Like if you're doing a good job, you're doing all these things, why can't you? And it's because, you know, the house that you live in is in a gentrified neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So now you don't have collateral for that. Mm -hmm. So for me to see this process and why she couldn't go through it, I understood it from a very deep perspective. And mm. so I'm a helper. Yeah. And so I always wanted to help. I wanted to fix the problem. So I remember like in high school, I was like taking these accounting classes. Um, and then um, so I was in high school. I played sports a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I ran soccer. I, I ran track, okay. played basketball, played soccer. Okay. Um, and so my mom was like, you know, you need to. And I was in the marching band um, for, for years. And my wow. mom was like, you need to, like, focus. Because, like, oh my God. imagine, ahead. like, having twins doing this. And then I, we're doing, we're in, like, out, all the after school programs. And we're doing all these things. Mm. Like, we were, like, the social butterflies engaged into everything and she's like you know like once you get into college you need to be focused on what you want to do right and there was a lot of girls that were tearing their ACLs and knees and mm. she was just like if track's what you want to do let's just do track mm -hmm. and I, I had to say bye to like some of my, I played basketball still but I had to say bye to soccer I had to say bye to band and get really focused so I, I got a track scholarship went to Marshall okay um on, on scholarship so my, my my I know my so <laughs> My twin and I were the, uh, we were, uh, went division one on track scholarships wow. and, um, we went to Marshall and that's kind of where the kind of dream started was just seeing my mom's process and then going through college and, and, and still kind of refining that. And I was an accounting major and then, um, part of accounting major, um, they were like, one, you're running track and it's going to start getting real deep. Mm, <laughs> so like you got yeah. to take tax accounting and all this other stuff. So I was like, all right, well, let me just take this finance class. And I took finance and I loved it. And I was wow. like, I called my mom. I was like, I'm changing my major. I'm doing all the things. And she's like, no, you're not. You're that's it. And so I changed my major and kind of that's like the rest is history. Oh yeah. my gosh. First of all, I didn't know your resume was so long <laughs> at such a young age. That is Amazing. First of all, let me get in these comments and then I have some okay. questions for you. So, so I don't know why it says Facebook user. It says, Hey ladies, Elaine. I said, she said, okay, black girl magic. <laughs> and then we have the social experiment said track star squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now did you talk about your mom as yeah. a singular? Did you, was she a single mother? Or So my mom was married to my dad, uh, divorced, moved back to Erie. Okay. Um, so my dad was very present in my mm -hmm. life. It just, he did, he lived in New York okay. city. And okay. so my mom, you know, for the most part was the primary caretaker mm -hmm. was the mm -hmm. one that was, you know, you know, running my sister to the hospitals. Yeah. And doing all those things. So that was the the main struggle. And although we had um, a lot of family support, it just, you know, when you're a black woman in kind of mm -hmm. corporate America, and especially during those times and saying like, I got to go again because yeah. my kid's sick or I've, this. So that was, that was, I'm, you know, looking at it now, I'm like, I don't even know how you did it. Like, wow. But so, yeah. Mm. Yes. So, okay. So yes. And I just, I told you, I just met your mom and she is doing great things out here too. So how is that kind of, how is that relationship with you and seeing your mom, like, you know, be this go-getter? Like, how is that, like, 
been growing up with her? Like, has it ever felt like she's pressured you to do like, you know, something great or is it just like, okay, she's going to support you, whatever you do and, and things like that. Oh, absolute pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom was like, you know, she was, she, her parents were um, older in life mm -hmm. and they didn't prepare her as well as she wanted to mm. be prepared. Right. Mm -hmm. So they didn't talk about sex. They didn't mm. talk about birth control. They didn't yeah. talk about those things. So my mom having girls was like, I'm going down the rabbit hole. Mm. I remember at nine, my mom came home from some thing she was at and she had this paper and she's like, did you know Erie has the highest teen pregnancy rate mm. in, the, in the state? Did you know that the Senate and the third? And she's like educating us on these at nine. Yeah. But I mean, it was real though. Yeah. And so, um, and then, you know, when we came home, my mom, uh, she's a big speaker of wants to speak life and in, mm -hmm. into people and so when we came home my mom and you know whatever was going on with my dad she brought us home in a limo oh. because she wanted us to live in excellence that just gave me chills and Whoa! so there she's always <laughs> yes. had this theme with us and you know and now looking back at it and i'm like oh my gosh like we were in ballet when we were young i was in the 4-h club which was hugely um mm -hmm. uh, instrumental in my life and we were in all these different things but she's always kind of just pushed us to just be great yes. and it wasn't like a like you got to be great you got to be this but it's just like always like we would have competitions about who could get the highest gpa in yeah. high school like it was like oh my mom my was like, <laughs> like it was always just this inherent competition and it was with my brothers too yeah um but it was just it was just always just kind of there yeah you know? that's first of all that is it's just the whole story is your story is just beautiful. Oh, but like you. that is and you saying I want to I want to kind of get deeper because you are a mother of how many? Four. Four. A yeah. mother of four. And you talk about even like you listen, I'm all about transparent, honest conversations. And you talk about how she was like at nine telling you like the highest teen pregnancy and things like that. So how as now our generation, this this younger generation is exposed to so much. And it's almost like you can't hide it even. At, like you don't have to do research because it's right in front of your face. Like how is that as a mother kind of molded you? Like my mom told me this stuff at nine. Like how is, do you feel like, okay, I try to keep things like still kind of safe with them or do are you like are you like I'm I'm gonna tell my kids the real truth so it's it's very funny because um my husband is very conservative mm. and doesn't really kind of discuss those things and I'm like lay it all out there yeah. like I'm an open book um and I think um there isn't fear when you're informed mm. and so for me with my children like I was 21 in college on a college uh, our college scholarship when we had our daughter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and for me, I, you know, we almost grew up together, but mm -hmm. it was very much like, you know, I want you to know these things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if we're talking about private parts, like, okay, we can have this name for yeah. it, but let's also understand what this right. is and what it is and for good sure. touch, bad touch. And uh, all of these different, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've always, exp I know my daughter's like, are, are you serious? Like, yeah. are, are, we, are we really going to say this? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Because if you're not going to learn it from me the mm -hmm. right way, then who's going to teach you that? Yeah. And so for me, I'm very much like, like, guys, let's talk about this. Let's yeah. let's discuss this. Even with um, personal boundaries, mm -hmm. like in with my sons. And I'm just like, you know, my, my son came up to me and said, Mom, Austin's not respecting my personal boundaries. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, 
well, one, it was like a proud moment because it was like, yes. yes, like you're understanding this. And then two, it's just like, well, son, why aren't you respecting this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having those conversations. So I'm a talker. I'm a communicator. So that's just me. But it's also very like my husband's like, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a balance. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I totally agree with that because I'm the same way. Like I was at first like, OK, I can't tell them everything. And then I started realizing, like you said, like if they don't learn it from you, they're going to learn it from the world. So yeah. why don't you kind of have that open, just be able to make them feel safe enough to ask you questions mm-hmm. and share with what you feel they need to hear. Yeah. But, you know, keep that boundary as well. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And so let's talk about boundaries, because as a woman who is out here doing great things, um, we even I even asked you, like, you know, what do you want to be called? Like, what does that look like for you as far as creating this space where it's like, I have these boundaries I need to set for myself, my family, my life, but I also am a people person. I want to be a light to people. I want to help people. So what does that kind of look like? And like, how can you maybe encourage somebody else? Cause I feel like boundaries has become something that is talked about more, but I don't feel like people always understand what that, what that looks like and how they can go about creating them and still have these relationships. Absolutely. I think there's there's one thing about, you know, talking about things, but then implementing it into your own life mm-hmm. and seeing how that can work. Um, for me, boundaries has been a struggle. One with, because um, I feel like God's given me... Mm-hmm. Um, like the gift, the gab to be mm-hmm. able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like the anxiety of it, of like sharing too much and not wanting to leave, you know, your family open mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. is kind of like this kind of like give and take. Yeah. Um, so for creating boundaries, I, um, that's, I think that's something everybody struggles with, especially mm-hmm. with people that you love, especially mm-hmm. with um, things that you really are, have, you know, care about. Um, I, I try to do that in everything. I mm-hmm. think, I think the hardest part is the beginning of like setting that boundary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I learned to start with the boundary mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to create it mm-hmm. at the end, because uh, the passive aggressive me is like, <laughs> let it go, let it go. Then it's like a yeah. hard stop. And then, and then people are like, well, what's wrong? Or why can't I do this? Or why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so, um, that's good. yeah, I learned to kind of create those things, especially now being in like corporate America, mm. I've learned to be like, you know what? My name's Catherine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> my name's Catherine. And, and so, you know, if people know me as like Cat or something like that, that's a very endearing, loving. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, we've hugged. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Like, yes. Um, but I, I've learned those type of things. Um, you know, even just, uh, you know, when speaking and just creating. I just, I've, I've always just, you know, now in in the space of just always just been like start with it, so yes. then you don't have to, you know, you know, create something or, or create uncomfortable you know, environments that you don't want to be in. That's, so, that yeah. is some good advice. Cause I don't think I've, I'm learning boundaries too. Cause I'm like, come on in. Yeah. Welcome to who I am. And then it's like, hold on. Like you said, passive aggressive. I'm yeah. learning. I'm more like yeah. that than I. So, yeah. but that is a good key that I definitely am going to think more about too. So let me get in these cop. Listen, the comments been commenting. All right. All right. Commenting. <laughs> all right. We have uh, Angelica Angel. I'm, I call her Angel. That's my sister-in-law. She said, there isn't fear when you're informed. That is major key. And then my sister, Demona said, I really appreciate this conversation. Thank you for your vulnerability and transparency, Catherine. 
<laughs> she gave a heart. <laughs> so you talk about being in corporate America. Mm -hmm. So what is that like as a black woman? Child, child, <laughs> child. And and I listen. This is about. This is a po podcast for women of all colors, but. I'm a black woman through and through. I'm proud of it. So I want to have these conversations. So what what is that like for you? Um, it has been the joys and the worst of my life. Mm. I um, you know, when I was like in high school, I would picture myself in this corporate office, glass window, 20 something floor, pencil skirt. Like I I was I saw myself yes. there. Like I knew I was going to be there. What you're not prepared for it and what my mom tried to prepare me for mm -hmm. um but I think it's different now just because it's a different world. Mm -hmm. Um is the the uh, the anxieties that come mm. from it. The um aloneness that comes mm. from it right so you're for me I've always been um the unicorn the black unicorn mm. like in all like I you know I went to a primary uh, white university mm -hmm. I was like one and there was another black girl um who was a little younger than me that was in our finance mm -hmm. uh, department like typically black girls don't go into finance yeah. I mean that's it so um, even in, uh, the institutions that I've worked for, I've always just been this, you know, my name's Catherine, <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I've always just been this, this, this unicorn. Yeah. Um, so it has been, um, a struggle in mm -hmm. trying to find my voice, mm. um, and asserting myself and understanding, like I am the, uh, the kind of the person that is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I am, I am the person that they're looking for the information for. Mm -hmm. So, right. So, um, and then also working in impact, right. So I'm mm -hmm. in corporate America working in impact and that is stressful, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because you're advocating for things and change, uh, and processes, um, behind closed doors where mm -hmm. there has been systematic processes and procedures that have been in place that are directly affecting uh, a group or an organization, whether it's black, brown, um, or, you know, Asian or whatever that is. And so um, speaking power to truth mm -hmm. and, or truth to power is, 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 is tough. Mm -hmm. There is, my anxiety is real. <laughs> yeah. um, and that has probably been more present now, just being in the space. Like I, I just recently thought back, like I was 33 when I started this job wow. and it was like, Wait, well, I was 33 wow. um, in a space where a black woman hasn't been before. And so it's. Can that we just clarify <laughs> her real quick? Come on, black queen. Real quick, Devonna said, Catherine, yes, cheers to being a black unicorn. I resort with, I resonate with that deeply. Yeah. But so, yes. so yeah, I think it's, uh, it has been the joys though. It has been the joy to be in spaces, to be able to talk about a city that I know, mm -hmm. right. I've walked these streets. Mm -hmm. I've seen the changes. I've, I've, I understand it in a way that I think not too many people have, mm -hmm. have. And so I love that part of it. I love the engagement part of it. I yes. love to, to really hear people's story and to be able to help. That's like the biggest thing, reason why I'm here. But I think the, the, the downsides of it 
are um, being a woman, one, mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, like being a woman, a married woman at mm -hmm. one, and people perceive you or can be, you can be perceived uh, a certain way. So it's it, that those, those struggles are, are real. And I'm sure that's with, you know, every demographic of a woman in a mm -hmm. specific place, but you know, that is, I'm prayerful. Yes. And I'm, I take, I'm in therapy. Yeah. I, yes, I was <laughs> and then when, when therapy doesn't work, I, there's prescription medicines that can be able yes. to assist too. And I am an advocate of all three. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well that, that, first of all, I commend you. That is, that's a powerful place to be in and be able to say I was the first black woman and just realizing that you were pretty much that's your that's your purpose to be there where mm -hmm. you're at. And so I just I think that's so beautiful for you. Thank I love you, it. You. you talk about anxiety. Um, and this morning we're praying women. I was just praying heavy for people that are struggling with mental health issues, including myself. So like, what does, what does like mental health and how, you know, you said you're in therapy and, and I guess I want to just like dig deeper for maybe somebody. Cause right now I don't think people fully are understanding of what even therapy is. Some people, I know I try to convince people like all the time, like you should really go and people just are kind of sometimes receptive to it. So like, what would you say is, you know, the importance of like seeking therapy and, and how important is like taking care of your mental health? Ciao. So, <laughs> so let me say this. So I am, I come from uh, prior to my work with Bridgeway, I have worked with um, vulnerable populations for the Medicaid mm. uh, side for the state of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So I, part of that role is being informed of um, the effects of trauma, mm. social determinants of health, mm -hmm. health disparities that directly affect it. Like just living in the Northwest, um, excuse me, in, in the uh, in Northwest PA, you are predetermined uh, pre to have certain things if you live in specific zip codes. Wow. Right? So I grew up in 16503. Um, so I'm predetermined to be obese. I'm mm. predetermined to have not access to food or, uh, healthy foods, mm -hmm. uh, the walkability, um, the ability to be able to, uh, access recreation is low. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so with, uh, anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, in therapy, I've, I've learned that, uh, these things aren't a, um, addition. Mm -hmm. They're a necessity. Mm -hmm. Right. So, right. I grew up, I think I had a great childhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody goes through their stuff. Yeah. Um, but I gone through, I think pretty harmlessly. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot to unwrap, right? There's a lot that has happened to me that mm -hmm. I may not have really acknowledged or fully processed. Um, and then, right, I'm now, I'm uh, in college, uh, and then I have a baby at 21, mm -hmm. and then, you know, all these different things have happened to me. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at home, I'm, work, I'm working home mom and going through all these things. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm realizing, like, there's a lot of weight, mm -hmm. right? So there was a time where um, we were working, we were down to one car. Mm -hmm. I was like dropping my husband off, dropping the kids off, coming home. I was working from 6 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. with J.P. Morgan. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get the house. My son was born prematurely. Like I was like going through it. Yeah. My track girls who I love um, were like, we need to get together. We're, we're like, that's our sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like going through my closet and thinking like, 
there's nothing. I don't have anything. Like I have, I've just been so much in this mom and mm -hmm. just supportive role that I have not done anything. Yeah. So the first thing I did was, um, I didn't have lipstick. Right. And so I was like, I, everybody's talking about Mac. Let me go order some Mac. So I ordered me some Mac and I wrote myself a note and said, take care of yourself. Oh, do, do better. <laughs> and so from then on, I've been like on this journey of like mm -hmm. self-realization, mm -hmm. um, really understanding that going through um, therapy has realized that I am a neurodivergent. Mm. I have ADHD mm. and going through and thinking that I was a failure because mm. I Gosh. have not been able to focus, right? Yeah. So when I said about the lawyer thing and reading, right, I'm a great reader, mm -hmm. but retaining that information and staying focused on it was very hard for me. I can relate. So in college, I <laughs> yeah. would, in order for me to focus was I would go into a library room, turn on Grey's Anatomy. Shout out to Shonda Rhimes because you saved my degree. <laughs> oh, shout out But to I literally, Rimes. I would listen out to Grey's Anatomy in the background so I could hear something so I could focus yeah. and I would do my work and I would stay there for hours. It's called hyper-focus okay. uh, for people that have ADHD. But um, now I realize like I was needing something to, to help me maintain focus on the things that I needed to do. And I would do that for hours mm. to be able to get through college. Yeah. Um, and so I think going through therapy has just helped me to understand um, one that I wasn't really failing. <laughs> and it was really like, I just wasn't diagnosed and black women are the least diagnosed um, people with ADHD. Um, mm. But also um, it's really made me focus on my health mm -hmm. and realizing like, I want to be here for my babies mm. more than anything else. So Girl, you're gonna make me cry <laughs> on this live. So it's just like the the I mean, oh. I, I, we've talked a lot about like being uh corporate America and doing all mm -hmm. these things, but the only thing I wanted to do in life was be a mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I cannot focus on uh getting my ADHD better, mm -hmm. getting my anxiety better, right? Mm -hmm. I was there was during the pandemic and being in this role, I would be up from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Oh because yeah. I would be like, am I good enough? Are mm. they worried? Am I doing the right thing? Am I? And I would just be going through these overthinking processes. And so I had to get better with that. I had to talk about like the uncomfortable things and mm -hmm. things that like maybe my mom didn't do right. But I mean, I, I don't I, there's just different things that I just, you know, when you're unpacking yeah. and really trying to live your best life and not carry on some of those um weights uh you just you, you let go so yeah <sighs> how did that feel to yes. let that out because i felt a release right yes. there so man that first of all you say black women are the least diagnosed with adhd I believe that because I literally used, I remember going to the doctor in college and like, listen, I can't focus. There's something like I've been this way my whole life. I'm a social butterfly and mm -hmm. just all these things. And I can retain what I like. I can retain, but then it's like the reading you, like you said, like, I like to read, but I can't stay focused. Like, and I remember they said, no, no, you're just depressed. And I'm like, okay. So, but I could relate to that like mm -hmm. so much so it's important it's so you would say it's important ladies black women like if 
ask multiple times, like get checked, seek help and, and make sure that they're giving you the right diagnosis. I want to say that first. Absolutely. Uh, let me look at the comments. We have the social experiment said, congratulations. I believe he's talking about therapy. And then you're definitely doing your thing with these conversations, approaching the guests and the stories keep them coming. We're subscribed over here. Thank you <laughs> so much. And shout out to the social experiment because you are doing awesome things too with the men. So I want to get... We talk about, you know, you said during the pandemic, you had a lot of things to unpack and, you know, are you good enough? So Divinely Crown is all about having self-love and confidence. Mm -hmm. And even though I tell people all the time, listen, I'm a whole confidence coach, but sometimes your girl be struggling. Like, am I good enough? Am I supposed to be doing this? So like, how do you get through those times when you struggle with that? Um, maybe other than just therapy, like what are some things that you do that maybe could even help somebody else when it comes to like when you're questioning your worth. So I'm about to cuss, but I'm hey, going to say listen. this. <laughs> I literally look in the mirror and say, bitch, you're doing a good say that. job. <laughs> you're doing a good yeah. job, right? Mm -hmm. If your intentions are aligned mm. to your purpose and if you're doing the work, mm -hmm. you're doing a good job, mm -hmm. right? We, I, I, I would get so frustrated from missing something and I still do. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just telling um, my husband this, like I, I have this anxiety of when I have done something, if I, if I turn something in and somebody has edits to it, right. I'm a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And so when people say that like, Oh, you need to fix this. That's like, that creates anxiety for me because yeah. I try to perfect. And so I understand that perfection where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I have to like acknowledge that in, in that, in that, uh, in that instance, but yeah, it is, um, it's real. Mm -hmm. It's real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you said like, look in the mirror, like that's my favorite thing to do. Cause I will cry. I'd be like, this is like, I'm back in my head. I'm like, this is so stupid. You're just looking at yourself crying or like hyping yourself up, but it's a real thing and it helps. And I had someone one time tell me like, do you know how like big of a deal that is to just look at yourself in the mirror? So yes. I didn't like, realize how big of a deal so that was. I realized that I don't, I, I hadn't looked myself in the mirror mm -hmm. prior to like the pandemic, like really just looking at myself, mm -hmm. right? My eyes, my everything, everything. my nose, my ear, like just really just looking, taking me in. Yes. Right? Um, you, we always are looking for something, yeah. right? We're looking for the, you know, putting on makeup mm -hmm. or your, you know, your eyelashes or yeah. your eyebrows, but, but not just like taking yourself in. No, that's a, um, so true. It is like, and so like, literally I will be like, not fully naked, but like, yeah. listen, like, <laughs> sometimes I'll be naked, listen, listen. listen, but I seriously, because like this, what I have to give myself and my, I, I'll credit my, my twin on this is mm -hmm. that she says, give yourself Grace. grace. Give yes. yourself and 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 you know it's easy to say like give yourself grace like mm -hmm. give, but really in those moments where you feel like not enough mm -hmm. to be like you're doing a good job. Oh my right? god, why are you gonna make me cry? <laughs> like I'm you're doing yes. no because it you know for me it took me a very long time to realize that like Kathy, what you're doing is mm. good enough. Mm -hmm. It's good enough. And it doesn't need to be validated by anybody mm -hmm. else, right? Your husband doesn't need to say it. Your mom doesn't need to say mm -hmm. it because you have to trust in what you're giving out to yes. those things. And that's what I had to realize is that like, if I know that I was meant to be a mom, right, I, then I'm doing it. And there's times where I'll feel, fall short and I have this big thing with like, I apologize to my children mm -hmm. because I want them to understand like I, mommy's human too yes. and mommy yep. makes mistakes. 
Um, but yeah, I just I I do that all the time, bitch. You know that uh, on Instagram, bitch. You doing a good yes, job, bitch. Yes. That's like I literally <laughs> play that I for my. I, like I'm literally like you yes. uh, okay all right so because and you have to because if you're not gonna speak mm-hmm. that to you right if I'm we're so and especially as black women as mm-hmm. women as mothers we're so used to speaking life into everything Every, else mm-hmm. but not really reaffirming ourselves yes the other thing I will say is that prayer has mm-hmm. been really really helpful mm-hmm. for me my prayer life um I got it a little bit better with it um yeah. now but Listen. but during the pandemic I was like steadfast and mm-hmm. praying. Mm-hmm. Um, and just waiting, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't, I, like, I'm such a, like, impatient person. It's just yeah. like, go, go, go. I gotta go. I gotta do this. I gotta yeah, do I this. I feel like we're kind I gotta, of the same I gotta, person. I gotta, I gotta just, like, keep going. Yes. And so just, like, when there's, like, like wait on the Lord, like, mm-hmm. just wait on the Lord. And then the ease of waiting. Yeah. All right. When you're not waiting, you're fighting. You're trying to make things happen. You're prying that door open, mm-hmm. that main that should have stayed closed. So just, you know, just the, those things have, have just been, you know, kind of... What I've just tried to do is that prayer, you know, reaffirming myself mm-hmm. um, and music is my mm. my go to. Like mm-hmm. my kids know when the music comes on, <laughs> mama's going through a couple things okay. right now. I'll clean the whole house <laughs> from so top, top to bottom. Yes. I just let me be. Let mm. me go through my one minute is trap. Next minute is yes. classical. The next minute it is it is some Kirk Franklin yes. going through. <laughs> But child, totally listen, listen, I am, I, I am a eclectic person, but I, and listen, listen, I will be, but, um, and I just have to let myself go. I'm an emotional person mm-hmm. and I just have to, sometimes we're so used to like, no, I don't want to feel that. No, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to cry. And I'm child. I can't tell you how many times I will. I listen, I'm almost crying now. Yes. But, like, <laughs> So I am a, I am a crier. Yep. I'm an emotional being and I have to let my emotions yes, out. And I know too. like, it's like half, like, I know my husband's like, here she go again. Here she go. <laughs> like, she just, she, just, just tell me how you feel. Tell me just, okay. Okay. That's Listen, it. That's okay. You're done. <laughs> I can totally so, relate yeah. to all of this right now. Cause I'm very similar in everything. Like, just let me be, let me be emotional. Like the people yeah. in my life know, like, I'm highly sensitive and emotional and I feel things deep. I do children. They know, like I was literally crying and praying the other day. My daughter comes in and she's like hugging me. And then the next day she's like, mommy, if you ever need to talk, just oh, let me know. Said, if you ever need to talk, but thank you, baby. Mommy, I know. Just, you know, just let I gotta, me I gotta feel through it. Yes. I, I have, I've Listen. learned to feel through it because what you don't do is that if you don't feel through it, that's when you have resentment. Mm-hmm. That's when you have um, unexpressed emotions, mm-hmm. and then that's when you have to, you know, that's that's why therapy is mm-hmm. needed because you did that before. So I just, I'm trying not to do the things that I know that are not productive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then when, and then also too, if they're, if they aren't productive, but it's just cat, go get you a slice of pie. Okay. <laughs> some cheese, so, uh, so, or some wine, <laughs> yes. like it's do better tomorrow. Yes. For but sure. know that it, that's the grace in it. Like yeah. it is when I realize how much that I do, mm-hmm. that it's like, child, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, you can, you know what? Listen. I know you're trying to lose weight. I know you're trying to, you know, but it's just like, it, life is short. It why, is. why? I always say this, build the business, eat the pie, mm-hmm. love who you love, yes. do it all. Cause life is extremely short. Short. Yeah. And it seems like it, it feels like it's getting shorter. This is it some is. good 
conversation. Yes. I love being able to um, get to know this side of you mm -hmm. and you're, you're giving some gems. So I hope you guys are out there listening. So you talk about, we've been talking about being a mother. Um, you said that you had your, one of your babies was premature. Yeah. yeah. So how has that been with, you know, how is mom life as a busy entrepreneur woman and in like even having a premature child, your child's older now. Yeah. yeah he's older now. Okay. He just turned nine, uh, two weeks ago. Okay. So he, um, so as a, so when I had my daughter mm -hmm. at 21, mm -hmm. um, it was pretty much a non complicated 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 pregnancy mm -hmm. um and then we noticed that, that there were some issues with her arms mm. um and so she was diagnosed with arthrogryposis uh, she's a great smart high-flying plays basketball mm -hmm. kid uh but knowing having a child that has a uh i can't even i don't even want to say it, it's a disease mm -hmm. a uh diagnosis like arthrogryposis um and just not knowing right mm -hmm. so we brought her to specialists my husband was going to temple at the time brought her to the children's hospital of philadelphia mm. and nobody knew like what this is wow. right so i'm 21 like never had a child or had to yeah. take care of anybody because i'm the baby mm -hmm. <laughs> and then now i'm navigating the healthcare system of like trying to advocate for a kid that we don't even know what's going on wow so um being a mom um is been it is the best thing that i've ever done mm -hmm. it is literally the joy of my life mm -hmm. like i every day i wake my kids up i'm like good morning how are you <laughs> How are you? Yes. Did you sleep? Like, I, I love it with my core. Oh, the yeah. struggle is mm -hmm. that when you're working in impact mm -hmm. in corporate America, being a black unicorn mm -hmm. and wanting to be a great mom and a great business person, mm -hmm. mm. I, I quit daily. Mm -hmm. mm. I, I literally tell my husband, like, I'm done. I can't do this because... I, I know how important motherhood is to me, mm -hmm. right? And I know how important it is to get it right. Mm -hmm. But I also know that the impact and the work and the application that happens needs to happen mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this struggle um, that I haven't really balanced yet. Child, my house is a mess. Listen, <laughs> if there's some house yes. cleaners out there, please house hit me. House cleaners. Listen, no, we were literally just talking about because this. Because yes. I am a do-it-all, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm the, the renaissance woman. I'll change the oil. I'll change the tire. I'll fix the house. I'll mm. paint the this, that, the third. But what I'm willing is I can't do it all. Mm -hmm. And I and although I have a husband, let me not say that. Let, like, shout out, shout out, Anthony. <laughs> and shout out, shout out, <laughs> shout out, Anthony, because he does help. But I'm not yes, saying that he yes, doesn't help. No, but but listen, we yeah. we are both now in very big impact mm -hmm. roles, and we're realizing that certain things are going to uh, not happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know what? Your house may not be sparkling clean mm -hmm. every night. Amen. Them, let's let's be glad <laughs> we put up the food. Okay. And I made the the kids lunch listen. for the next day. And so that it, it so that's kind of what it is. It's like yeah. being a mom is so inherently important mm -hmm. to me because I always say that I don't want to raise assholes. Mm. Um, and mm. so, um, but I want them, them to be God fearing yeah. and I want them to be able to communicate, especially like, I, I think my girls will very much, um, be like their mothers and, you know, communicate and speak through their feelings. But I want my boys to be like that mm -hmm, too. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want my boys to be like, like out here breaking hearts and, and like, <laughs> not, I want you Ooh, to be respectful yes. boys. Yeah. Like I want you to be these men that I, I, I can see. And mm -hmm. so that requires intention that mm -hmm. requires prayer that requires, uh, just pouring into them. Right. So yes. like, it's, um, 
it's a lot. It's yeah. a it's a lot to be a mom. It's a lot to have two kids because my we my youngest daughter, um, who we didn't know either, also has arthrogryposis okay. too. Yeah. Um, having a child in uh, in the NICU system for for thirty days, right? I never imagined leaving the hospital without mm. my kid, right? They, I, I cried every night. Yeah. Um, and I can imagine for people that have lost children that have gone through that process, mm -hmm. right? So it is um, it is something that I refuse to fail at. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure that there are many failures throughout, you know, our my, my process. Mm -hmm. um, I They show me grace like no other, mm -hmm. which is, uh, it makes me cry sometimes, the amount of... Um, mm -hmm. uh, emotional intelligence that they have yeah um it's just my daughter i got frustrated one time and she's like mommy 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 deep breath deep <laughs> breath and i'm like this three-year-old is oh! telling me which i love because i do intentional yeah. breathing with my kids because i'm like me we too. have i have a son that is very hyperactive engaged and so i'm just like let's take a deep breath mm -hmm. let's recenter ourselves let's focus ourselves what is it that we're trying to do and so um yeah i just i it is it's a struggle to be a mom Mm -hmm. It's a struggle to be in corporate America. I am blessed and I'm honored to be in both, but mm -hmm. it is child pray for us because it is um for sure it's it tiring. Listen, I just I don't uh, you guys if you were in this room, I just feel and I'm a feeler. I just feel just so much goodness, mm -hmm. but like so much is just it's beautiful. And yeah, I can totally relate to all the things about motherhood and mm -hmm. giving yourself grace because I was just we we did the gratitude thing this morning with my friends. I'm like. I'm happy I got to spend the whole weekend with my kids. Mm -hmm. And that's because I've been so busy pouring into this brand, pouring mm -hmm. in other people. And I'm like, hello, like check yourself, like make sure you're taking those time. And it's hard. Like you said, mm -hmm. is anybody cleaning? I, a few weeks ago, I took my kids clothes to the laundromat and let them yes! do them all. So okay. we've done that. We've done that. I, I, listen, I'm literally like, you know, not doing it. Listen, <laughs> Let me go ahead and go pay this little bit of money and get this done. And we got some nice, cleanly folded clothes. No, and for that's sure. It. And it's funny because yeah. I feel like back, like back in the day, that was something that was like for the rich people. Like yes. Rich or like, yes, it feels very elitist. That. That we you, are yeah. very elite right yeah. now. We deserve these luxuries. And, and that's what it is. So, you know, I, I, I realized this is that there are other um, ethnicities that do this and they do it with ease, mm -hmm. right? They don't think that it's elitist of them, mm -hmm. but I think as black women, we're, we're, we're prone to think mm. that we have to do it all. Mm -hmm. Right. And for me, I like, so Claire Huxable Hux yes. was like the epitome. Yep. Like I was like, that's me. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I want. I want to be calm. I want to be this. Yes. I want to be poised. I want to look nice. Yep. I want, I, 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 that's what I want. Um, and so like I, I cook and I clean, I can do all these mm -hmm. things, but it's just like, do I have to? Mm. And then why, why, why do you feel like that it is your failure if you ask for help? Mm. Right. Mm. And so it's like, girl, that's therapy. Shout yes! out to therapy. Cause shout it, out shout, to therapy. shout out to therapy. Shout yes. out to having a circle of friends that be like, girl, if you don't go Listen, get you off, if you know, like I, I was thinking, like you know what, I might get someone to cook food. Like I love to cook. Like mm -hmm. that's my love language to my kids is to be like, I will give you a full. Like I came home, uh, my kids weren't feeling well a couple weeks ago, and I, I had shown up for my niece for an event, and I got home. It's like nine o'clock at night, and they were like, my husband's like, go pick up some chicken noodle soup from from the store, and I was like, uh, do we have noodles at the house? 
you just took out chicken, right? All right, I'm, I'll just make some. Yes. But so two hours later, I'm making like this, <laughs> and I made them chicken. But that's like how I. That's how I love them. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, one of the ways that I love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So it's just you know, it's you, you. We, I have to remind myself, like, girl, just. Go get those clothes washed. Yeah, for sure. So y'all had pizza one day and y'all had Chinese food the next. And Listen, then, but that's okay. Life like, is that's, life, hey, life be life it. So life be life it. And in order for me to show up in these spaces, I gotta I'll let some things go mm-hmm. sometimes, right? This isn't the you know Claire had life was much slower time mm-hmm. then. Um, and if I want to do all these things, then somebody may have to come and clean my house yeah, for you sure. know, once or twice Listen, or every day. <laughs> every other three hours, okay? Every, every three Can hours. you come pick up these toys? <laughs> no, and that's so true. And if, if it wasn't for my sisters, Devon and Angel, like they taught me, they've been pushing me to really realize like, you you deserve these things as yes, a mom. Like yes. I'm a single mom. Like I I live with my parents, but you know at the end of the day everything falls on me. Absolutely, so yeah. These little things, yes, I deserve to to have them because they're helping me be a better mother and exactly. do things that I need to do. Mm-hmm. And somebody else washed my kids' clothes. Like, yeah, I haven't gotten <laughs> to my clothes yet. I'll probably get there, but at least look, they're they're clothes. They good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, wash, fold, and everything. Yeah, do, do it all. I appreciate it. I really <laughs> shout out to the service workers out there that are mm-hmm. actually helping us being able to do this because yes. I know it is not an easy job. Either. Yeah, I've for been sure. there. For so sure. shout out. Yes. Some okay. I have Asia. Asia. She said, "Woo, yes." And then she said. Superwoman needs a break. That's yes, 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 yes. We do. So you have been talking about. We gotta obviously make sure we talk about the husband, <laughs> the, the, hubby. The, hubby. the husband, the husband. <laughs> so yes. So I'm single. There's a whole like they're all over social media. There's this whole tug of war of being single, being married. So how important has marriage been to you, especially? not just marriage, but as a black couple that is doing great things. I commend both of you for doing great things in the community. How is that been? How is that? And would you encourage people to still get married? Because these people out here don't be wanting to get married. <laughs> right. So shout out to Anthony. Your yes. birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Anthony. A happy belated. <laughs> happy belated. Um, so, you know, our story is different. And mm-hmm. I always say this, right? So I met my husband at 16, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we dated in high school. I got pregnant in college. Um, we dated through that. We got engaged. We got married, right? Most people don't meet their husband when they're 16. No. Um, so I've also had the front row seat of his maturation process, right? Okay. Him maturing, him yeah. going through his stuff, mm. his going through his, you know, his process. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and which has been, you know, like a beautiful, like beautiful thing. Now I look back at it like, like, yo, I've, sp- this is the 21st birthday that I spent with him, which wow. is insane. That's insane. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm that's like half his life. Exactly. Life. That, so I've had him more in my life than I have mm-hmm. not had him in my life. For people that want to be married, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for us, what really attracted us both was that we were very big into family, mm-hmm. right? We, that was like our bonding thing is that like we loved our family and we wanted to create this this family. Yeah. Um, but you know, I am like, do what works for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So what we, we were engaged for like almost two years Mm -hmm. and I'm like, he has, um, his family is large. And so he Mm -hmm. has a lot of first cousins, Mm -hmm. like 
almost 100. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, how do you tell somebody like, you know, I love you, but you can't come, but I love you and you can't yeah. come. And so a shout out to Anthony, because he was like, <laughs> why are we doing this for everybody else? Mm. And so I was pregnant with our, our son that was in the NICU. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, let's just do it by ourselves. And we, he was like, let's go. We bought our rings together. He picked out my wedding dress. Wow. Um, we oh. found an officiant and, and, um, Niagara Falls and it was just him and I, our daughter wasn't there. We didn't let anybody be there because it's just like, if our daughter comes there, then my mom can come. Yeah. And then if my mom can come, then my sister can come. And so we were like, nobody yes. can be there. Um, and so we've always had this thing where we're like, we do what works for us. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. if he does the laundry, shout out to Washington laundry. Cause you know, I can't do that. That's not my ministry in this family is doing laundry. I will cook. I will clean. I will not wash a load of laundry, nor will I fold it. So I Listen, shout out to you. I can't you. stand laundry either. I can't. It is the bane of my existence. I literally, like when we realized, we literally sat down and said, like, what is it that you want to do? Look, I'll, I'll clean the bathrooms. All right, bet. I'll do the laundry. Bet. All right, cool. So that's, that's been our thing. He could do it. Yes. Get, but I, I say this for people that are single, like, you have to want to be it, right? We both come from sports backgrounds. So mm -hmm. we've worked in a team atmosphere and mm -hmm. understanding like the teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. But people say they want to be like in a marriage. Like marriage is probably the hardest thing mm. that I've ever done in my life. Mm. Like I, I was like, Jesus, Lord, I know I love this man, but yeah. I, but it's also, but it's also been some of the most rewarding mm -hmm. things that have been, that have come out of it. Um, and then now being a little older and understanding our role now mm -hmm. in our community, in our family, what we represent um, is beautiful. But I think that um, you have to be ready to be in a space of sometimes it's just it's it's going to be about them a lot. Mm -hmm. I heard uh, Joel Osteen talked about this and I was like, dang, that's real. I don't <laughs> know if I could be that person. But he was like, we were married and he was like, there's about 10 years where we just weren't clicking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 10 years? I, woo, like, I did it. 10 years? <laughs> Child, I don't know yeah. if I could. Listen. <laughs> but, I, I'm, but that commitment that you have to be in mm -hmm. to be able to be married and say that we ain't really jiving this much. Yeah. And then to understand that, like, there, there's greater later. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I say people, people that are single, you know, if you haven't been married, live your life. <laughs> baby live your life like do it all yeah travel do what you want a spouse doesn't give you the authority to do mm -hmm. or be anybody be that person mm -hmm. now right mm -hmm. um but you also have to be you know selfless mm -hmm. you have to uh you know it's a there's a lot of things in, in marriage that you have to kind of figure out how to figure out what your rhythm is yeah. and everybody's rhythm is different right. and that's mm -hmm. what i'm realizing like we have a lot of cousins that are married and mm -hmm. i'm just like their marriage is so much different mm -hmm. than our marriage mm -hmm. our marriage you know so that's it's 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 definitely um you know almost being we're going on 10 years next year Congratulations. But, it, I, but yeah it is um it's a process yeah. it's a process it's a commitment um you gotta, you know, stay away from the jerks, but mm -hmm. <laughs> you also have to be uh, very, very, you know, serious and, and understanding that you want to do this. So, yeah. 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 And that's like a lot of things you're saying. Um, even my sisters, they've said like, listen, 
don't rush it. Just enjoy. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to. This is boring. Or like, I want somebody who's celebrating with me. But it's like, yeah, marriage is hard work. Mm-hmm. But you're like, it's rewarding too. So yeah, no, it, it definitely is rewarding. Yeah. Marriage is hard work. It's just, you know, you, and that's what I always say. Like you, you, you coming in a place and in, in a relationship where you are at your full self mm. is, uh, best right mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you know what if you know both of you guys are healing at the same time mm-hmm. right maybe he not may not be celebrating with you or mm-hmm. she may not be selling way you know what i mean so it's just you know be whole yeah be whole that's be what whole. i say be, be whole, whole. Uh, yes that's a that's a whole word right there let me look in these comments again we got i told you they've been coming yes tell us because we struggling out here <laughs> we discouraged this you heard what she just said she said be whole enjoy life and whoever's gonna come gonna come i'm gonna try to keep that in mind too <laughs> uh, and you gotta be open i always say be this too. Be, you gotta be open so like listen there's a lot of people that be like i want a man at this other third and then you mm. you then but you you have to i always say you have to have that energy to attract people mm-hmm. right you have to have this energy that you want to be that be be open with someone yeah. so you know you gotta be you know it's been a while since i've been out in these listen, streets so right. it's, been, <laughs> it's been a while you don't even from what I hear, yes. <laughs> you know, but you gotta, you gotta do what works for you for and sure. don't, and please don't be following these people on Instagram. Don't be following these people on no, social media. Like it's good to have aspirations, mm-hmm. right? But you know what I mean? The garbage man picking up the, the, your trash every night. That's consistent. He can be the love of your life too. Ooh. You know, that, okay. that, that don't, that, I don't discourage that. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I wasn't who I was. Aunt wasn't who mm-hmm. he was. All these other people, you know what I mean? There was a, a growth, a growth. maturation, all these For things. Sure. So yeah. For sure. That's, that's some, that's some good stuff right there. Asia, Asia said these streets is, these streets ghetto. <laughs> the ghetto. Listen, <laughs> and then you be, she said, yes, 21 years of love. Love it. So I have a few more questions. Well, no, I have one more question. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I might have to do more. So I always, I've been asking, this is one of my favorite questions I've been asking mm-hmm. um, all my ladies. So I want to know, what would you tell young Catherine oh, at this age, where you're at now in life? What would you tell her right now? I would say, hmm. I would say it's okay. Mm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I would say that um, you're beautiful. Mm. I would say that don't be a scared. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. I I would sometimes be really scared to mm. do things, mm. and even though I would push myself, I would say to be fearless. Fearless. Mm-hmm. I have uh, on the inside of my arm. You can't see, but mm-hmm. I have on the side inside of my arm a jump. Okay. Uh, and so I am, it's a daily reminder for myself and probably my younger self to just do it, mm. to just do it. I used to be so scared to do everything. And I still am. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Listen, like, I'm to, I, 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 get like I, I, I get scared, but I also am like, like, are you going to die? Yeah. Are you going to die? I, I seriously tell myself, like, are you going to like, bitch, did you die? Did yeah. you die? No. Okay. So you're okay. Like listen. you're okay. So, um, I would tell myself that I would say, um, Hmm. I would say, say exactly what you mean Mm. and savor it just a little bit more. I think that's it. I'm a big, like, 
I love like old photos mm -hmm. and memories. And I remember as a kid, like always like, I wish it could be just like this forever. Mm. And I, and there's certain moments that I wish I would have just like savored just a little bit more. So yeah. Yes, you made me all a month. Listen, <laughs> I have not been not held back tears so much on an interview yet, but this the one. Listen, thank you for that. That's I. That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. And the jump part, I I've been saying that more too. Or like, do it scared. Like, mm -hmm. just do it scared. Because are you gonna die? And what's the what's the worst that can happen? Either you're gonna fail at whatever it is, or you're not. Or you know, so yeah, jump it. I um, I just recently did a speech uh, for the Junior Achievers, mm -hmm. and part of it was saying to fail, right? Mm. For so, and, and for me too, like I just like failure. Failure wasn't an option for mm -hmm. me. Like I'm just gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna be. I was just so driven. But what I've realized is that um, when you fail forward, mm. that and, and and even if you fall, that what I've learned in failure and in falling has been more than what I've learned when I've won. Mm -hmm. I've learned what not to do. I've learned uh, how to do it better. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I just, people are so skilled to fail. Mm -hmm. Like, just, mm -hmm. do just do it. Why are, Why do you care so much? Mm -hmm. Why do you care so much, right? We're so much in a social media place. Like, if there wasn't the WWW, <laughs> you really wouldn't have any reason to stop you from doing it. But yeah. we're so worried about what people are going to say or what the perception of it is mm -hmm. or all these different things. And so it's just like, you know, just, it's okay to fail. Yeah. At least you did it, child. Yeah, listen, for so. sure. Even it, listen, if at first you don't succeed, succeed. <laughs> listen. Listen. listen, yes. <laughs> so UB, she said, I'm so sad I have to jump off due to meeting because I'm really enjoying her interview. Thanks ladies. Thank you, UB for watching. Yes. Yes. So is there, but okay. So you, we talked about the junior achievers. I just definitely want to just congratulate you thank again you. Thank you. Thank on you. that as well as 40 under 40 this year. So <sighs> congratulations. Am I missing any awards? What uh, else you got oh this year? Oh my goodness. Go uh, ahead and run your list. Uh, okay. 40 under 40 for the city, 40 under 40 for the state. Yes. Um, junior achiever celebrating success. Yes. Um, you know, God, I was in a place where I would see people win. Mm-hmm. And I would cheer them on mm -hmm. knowing that it was coming, but never knowing when. That's and I, and I would, my sister, I have a twin sister, mm -hmm. right? And so she was well into her career. Right? Mm -hmm. She didn't have her child until like, you know, I had mine a child at 21. Yeah. She was 30 something when she had her, or almost 30 when she had her daughter. So for me, like I would see like people winning, winning, mm -hmm. winning. And sometimes that can be, discouraging, mm -hmm. disheartening, mm -hmm. thinking that you're not good enough, mm -hmm. thinking that you don't have it, you're not in the right place or the space or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it happens. It happens. And you're like, and I and <clears throat> excuse me, and through it all, my prayer was, Lord, provide abundance. Mm -hmm. Provide me with uh, these things. Yeah. Um, and I wanted, and you know, and also being happy for other people, mm -hmm. right? My best friends are winning. Everybody's winning. And I'm just, I'm happy they're winning. Like, yeah. I'm like, yes, because yes. this, I know your process. I yeah. know what you, what you did, but it also is like, you know, part of you are like, Lord, I'm holding on. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm holding on. I'm, I'm trying yeah. through. You know the plan. Uh, yes. You know the plan. And so I was, um, in, at the end of my role with a place that, uh, my space wasn't the best as far as environmentally and I was on 
uh, medical leave and mm. I saw a job that I wasn't qualified for mm. on paper that I thought I wasn't qualified for. Right. It said I needed all these experiences. Yeah. And I applied right before Christmas and I get a call mm-hmm. and he says, Hey, I would you know love to interview. Um, and it was my boss and we had, a, I had a, the interview was supposed to be an hour. It was two hours Wow. and it was phenomenal. And so then, um, the second interview I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And my husband's father, rest in peace, Mike Easterling, mm-hmm. I love you passed away. And the day of his, of his funeral, I get a call on my way to the funeral home and it was my boss oh, wow. saying, we would love to have you come in tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, my husband's like, you have to go. And so in his grief, in his everything, yes. he drove me out to Pittsburgh, waited in oh. the car for me. Um, and I did a 30-minute interview with all of the, the, the C-suite executives, yes. but all the upper-level executives. Um, and it was like a four-hour interview. It was 30 minutes of everybody. Yes. And I'm like, I killed it. But yes. And then I didn't hear anything. Then the pandemic happens. And I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then he says, you know, congratulations. We want to offer you. Yes. And, you know, it happens like that. And I'm still in this role, right? So I've been in this role for three years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just working with my head down and just working and talking and advocating and connecting and and wanting to do all these things and not always getting it right, but just trying and trying and just not sure if I'm supposed to be in the space. Like, Lord, is this where you, mm. you sure you want me to be here? Mm. And then, you know, the summer happens and it's just like, I'm God, I thank you. Yes. I'm just I I will I will remain in a place of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I will always remain in a place of gratitude. So God is good. Yes. I am. Yes. It's not you know these accolades are nice. It's not the reward, but being in you know walking in purpose mm-hmm. and um, favor, child. Because mm-hmm. you know I have a, a cousin who's a preacher. Shout out Adrian. Um, <laughs> that says favor ain't fair. Uh-huh. And Lord, so mm-hmm. I, I thank God for it. I know it can be gone in a second, but I'm grateful for being in this space. So yes, and I'm grateful for your story. Mm-hmm. This has been just beautiful and exciting and all the feels I'm yes, feeling right now. Yes, I'm like, I, I kept looking at that box like, okay, I'm going to read it over. I know, I know, I know. I feel like I need to like we, do like we, a, like an emotional cry. Yes, yeah, like a cleanse, emotional cleanse. When we get because, off this, we might cry. Uh, listen, I might, we might cry. We might do a little shout session. Yes. It is, it's all right. You know, it's all good. Yes. Well, before yes. I let you go, is there anything else you would like to say? Any words of encouragement? Anything? The floor is yours. So I think what a lot of people perceive me as, perceive Mm -hmm. success as, is like you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has it, right? Mm. It was just more about the consistency and the commitment Mm -hmm. to it, right? Mm -hmm. Just just like I had a a son that was premature um, and I, you know, we we weren't going to put three kids in daycare because then I don't have a paycheck. Mm. But still wanting to just progress my career mm-hmm. so right so find a fortune 50 company to work from home for mm-hmm. um i had I'll, I'll tell this quick story is that i found a job that i thought was the it job mm-hmm. right and i'm like all right i'm gonna put the babies down and they're gonna be sleep at two and i'm gonna take this interview and i'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this stuff and then my youngest son wakes up screaming. Oh. I'm on the interview, on a phone interview. I go in my daughter's closet. There's no signal in the closet. They can't hear me. Everything Now the other baby's up and they're both screaming at my daughter's door. Oh. And I'm like, and the guy's like, yeah, okay. 
well thanks bye and, I, and then like a, you know three weeks later i get the dear john you, yeah. we found someone more qualified <laughs> for your position because and so i'm like oh my, my life is ruined this was it this was the chance oh. this was it and, and, and so and i'm just like i'm never gonna be this person i got this degree and oh. i'm not even doing anything and so it's just it's just, it happens. It yeah. may happen at 33. It may happen at 50. Mm -hmm. Child, my mom is 67 and mm -hmm. it has a different business. She's been to China and doing all these different things and all I've done uh, amazing. You're, when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And you have to just be consistent in whatever that you're doing, mm -hmm. whether it's losing weight, child, or whether it's working and, 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 and really wanting to progress your career, or if it's even being a better mom, mm -hmm. it's just the consistent actions of saying, I'm going to do better yeah. being intentional with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I just say just to, you know, keep going, uh, talk to someone. I'm a big advocate of therapy, mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. um, I say to have um, at least one person that you can just let it out and mm -hmm. just, and just, you know, my sister, shout out to my sister. I call her a million times yes. a day. Like, child, you won't <laughs> believe what just happened. And then, you know, we let it go and do whatever. So I just say, just you know be consistent yes. be intentional with it and i always say do it with kindness do it with kindness well thank you so much for your story being transparent honest real you was all that today oh. and i just appreciate this whole conversation it was definitely a divinely crowned conversation absolutely sure. and you truly are a queen oh, thank you Let so me much tell for you me. that so i like i said i want to say thank you and thank you to everybody who watched commented liked everything we appreciate it um and until next time remember you are divinely crowned bye bye